five, four, three, two. Hi, I'm Natalie. Hi, I'm Cersei, and we're I Rewatch iCarly. An iCarly Rewatch podcast. Every week, we dissect the mechanics and themes of each episode, deep dive into the cast and crew, and give a comedic critique to, to the, the iconic, iconic 2007 Nickelodeon staple. Be sure to stay tuned until the end when we reveal who the pod babe of the week is. Welcome to another episode of me being triggered by the content that is on iCarly because it reflects my personal life and makes me feel bad about myself in adulthood. Hey. LMAO. LMAO. LOL. Hashtag relatable. When your mom cooked you the spaghetti <laughs> alien dancing. Man, I can hear it in my voice. I sound sad. <laughs> Hashtag depression shit. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Really Sad. Sometimes it be like that, guys, okay? Sometimes it do be like that. I have no reason to be sad. I just, I've been sad for like a week. Being mentally ill really be like that. I think it's like I, I lost my antidepressants and I didn't take them for like a week and I thought that I needed to pick up a prescription. Then I went to Walgreens and they said, you already picked it up. And I was like, what do you mean? I don't remember that. And then I went home and then I looked under everything and it wasn't there and I couldn't find it and I called them and I was like are you sure I picked it up and they're like yeah we could check the tapes they checked the tapes I did pick it up and I was like what the fuck because insurance wouldn't let me have another one and I was like oh my god what am I gonna do I haven't had my fucking antidepressants in so fucking long and then I found them nice so there is a silver lining I don't think my brain has recovered from that Mm. so more like a shitty lining (laughs) the shitty linings playbook it's about (laughs) incontinence in your 20s (laughs) I am my name and I shit myself okay go off (laughs) You know, Natalie, you know what would be really cool? What would be really cool? You know what would make me stop shitting myself constantly? What? And stop being depressed? I think everybody would love to know what would make you stop shitting yourself. (laughs) We're all begging to hear what is going to make this happen. You guys, we see the numbers. We see who's watching this shit every single fucking week and engaging with it. Every single fucking week. We get full-blown information. Yes. We have segmentation on all of yous. All of yous. We have all of your social security numbers. Spotify tells us that. We are taking out credit cards as (laughs) we speak. Yeah, we're committing credit card fraud. Your identity will be thefted by us (laughs) if you do not go to the fucking Apple podcast podcast app app. and leave us a review. Leave us a fucking review. I would like to say big shout out to the person that said they loved our podcast but only gave us four stars because of the audio (sighs) guys we're trying okay listen first of all the audio is so crispy right now you can't deny that it's so crispy this is hot and sexy we could be doing fucking asmr you dumbass (laughs) give us the fucking fifth star bitch yeah, I, I, I admit it's likely that that person is still in the beginning episodes when we yeah. were figuring it out. Yeah. Keep in mind, I was unemployed at that time. I was depressed. I was not diagnosed with ADHD. I didn't have access to fucking Adderall. <laughs> That's crazy. Listen, it was a fucking... Ro- she was in Nebraska. I was in Nebraska. You know, like, it doesn't get much worse than that. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Give us a break. You guys know the state of Nebraska fucks with microphonic radio (laughs) waves, so you can never get good audio. It's so flat that the waves do not bounce off of anything. Like, there is no sound in the entire state of Nebraska. Nebraska is the only state proven to be flatter than my ass. (laughs) The only one. Can you believe that? Even Illinois has got a little bumpy, bumpy, something, something. But Nebraska, just fucking straight up flat asses and no sound. So please give us a review. Please. We <laughs> want to be able to make this podcast as good as possible. Yes. And that is only possible if um, we get money somehow. Somehow. I'm going to be honest. Some way. 
We're begging somebody, please. I am willing to put the time and energy into this because I find it fun if we make no money, and that is fine with me. Yeah. But please don't complain about the audio quality. (laughs) 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 Because if we don't have fucking money to invest in the podcast, (laughs) get your fucking money. Anyway, why are people here? They want to hear about iCarly. Yeah. Tell us about iCarly. I will tell you about iCarly. So this episode is called What if you were like, no, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm not going to say a damn thing about it. Uh... Yeah, actually, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about... Uh, it's Always Sunny. Yeah. So this episode <laughs> is um, the gang delays their podcast for no reason. Well, we do call them the gang, so... But it's the I gang. It's the I gang or the I crew. The I gang versus the gang. <laughs> Choose your fighter. <laughs> Always Sunny and Philadelphia cast against the I Carly cast. Dude, honestly, Sam Puckett might fuck Mac up. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Sam Puckett would fuck any of them up, I think. Picture Gibby going up against Charlie. <laughs> no, Gibby against Danny DeVito. They're- I was just going to say Gibby against Danny DeVito. They're kind of the same yep. character. They both have their shirts off a lot. Wow. So, was Gibby the wow. inspo for Danny DeVito's character and It's Always Sunny? Maybe. Facts. Damn. Facts. We are philosophers. About to hit up Danny DeVito and ask him. Who do you draw your inspiration from? Is it Gibby <laughs> from iCarly by any chance? Of course it's Gibby. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's exactly what Danny DeVito sounds like. Don't fact check that. Anyway, back to this episode. <laughs> it is called I Win a Date. It is season one, episode 24. It was released July 25th, 2008. It was directed by Steve Hofer once again. I believe his name is Slut. Yeah, they're kind of interchangeable. I think you got that wrong. Yeah, Steve Slut. I think his legal name is Steve Dirty Skank Take It Up The (laughs) Ass Fur, but he doesn't go by that anymore. His God-given name. God said, unto thee, your last name shall be Ho. Dirty Skank Takes It Up The Ass (laughs) From Her Stepdad. I don't know what porn titles sound like, so that's as far as I can get with that. Um, this porn episode was written by Andrew Hill Newman. <laughs> you can stream it on Pornhub right now. Eh. How long am I going to make this go on? Just It's going to take you 30 minutes to get through this. Sorry, Andy. What about Andy? Andy Hill Newman also wrote I Got Detention and I Stake Out, two episodes mm-hmm. which I think that we both really liked. I would have to fully agree with that sentence that you just said in the English language. I loved it. This episode, instead of writing my own little synopsis, I instead would like to read Lacking Creativity Points Off for Plagiarism. Uh yeah, I'm taking a I'm taking a page out of Steve Hofer and Dan <laughs> Schneider's book here. Shots fired. Everybody duck for cover. Shots fired. But I would like to read you what Netflix wrote as their synopsis for this episode. They said, friend Gibby is too shy to ask out the girl he likes. So the gang makes him and his crush contestants in an I win a date segment on the web show. Friend Gibby. Like, they really had to clarify. One, as if we do not know who the fuck Gibby is. And two, to make sure that we know that he's a friend of the gang. Just It's Always Sunny theme song plays. Yeah, literally. The gang has a friend named Gibby. (laughs) To what you said, before we jump into this episode, I just want to ask Nat, how do you feel about this episode? How do I feel? What are you thinking? How do you feel about it? I really like this episode. I thought it was really funny. I like that shit. 
I feel like it has been a few episodes since I had a good giggle. Mm-hmm. I know I was shitting on them last shitting, week. Shitting, pissing, vomiting, and crying. And maybe even throwing up a little bit. Just a little bit, though. That's why I didn't mention it. But this episode, I did genuinely enjoy. I did. I have to say it. Andy loved it. Because I just want to say that this episode is perhaps the best episode of iCarly <laughs> I've ever seen. Nay, perhaps <laughs> the best episode of television in general yes. that I've ever seen. Wow. Andy, do you hear this? Usually we send all the writers to Binbo Penitentiary, but you, sir. You. You. You can have a seat at the table. You can eat some dinner with us. You can come on the podcast. Hey. For a good reason. Us begging him, <laughs> hey, look, you're the, you're the only writer that we've ever praised that's really <laughs> big deal usually we hate everybody please go on the podcast he's like who the fuck are you who are you he's like um hello 911 i have some fucking stalkers <laughs> these fucking girls are obsessed with me yeah i think they need to go to some place called Beno penitentiary i don't know where that is but send them there they keep talking about it i don't really know they said i think that they want to go i don't i don't know if i'm supposed to go i think they're already in there yeah they're reaching out to me via why not date me.com but they're like they're in prison i don't know can you just stop this can you help me out Anyway, back to the fucking show. <laughs> back to the show. Uh, we start the episode off with the iCarly show wrapping up with a little bit where they have to paint something in only 10 seconds. Whoa. Wait, hold up. You thought that was the whole challenge? Oh, what? <clears throat> They're going to paint it on? On? Gibby! Gibby, Gibby, Gibby. I, the second Gibby came on the screen, I was like... This is going to be a good one. Yep. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. As soon as I read the Netflix synopsis where it was like, friend Gibby, I was like, mm, I'm tuned in. Hell yeah. I am tuned in. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Laser focus on the Netflix screen. <laughs> Gibby strolls out looking miserable as fuck. Depressed. Carly asks if he's ready. And he just goes, sure, whatever. And dejectedly <laughs> removes his top. That in and of itself is so disturbing. <laughs> Just like forcing a child to reluctantly take his clothes well, off. Well, the thing is, is that this is every fucking episode that Gibby is in. Gibby is always taking his shirt off and Dan Schneider is holding him at gunpoint behind the camera. Saying, take it off, Gibby. Take it off. You know what you fucking get paid for? You know why you're fucking here, bitch? Take it off. Let me see those little jiggly titties. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Go to jail. Get out. I'm already there, bitch. That's where I'm podcasting from. (laughs) The girls get to painting. Carly's on the front. Sam's on the back. A little PG Eiffel Tower, if you will. Perhaps they're in Paris. They're in Paris with fucking Gibby. (laughs) Paris with Gibby. (laughs) Gibby is squirming because the brushes are tickling him. The girls finish off their paintings. Carly has very obviously painted a clown. Very obviously. Sam looks at it and is like, is that Freddy? And Carly's like, no, it's a clown. (laughs) Sam just goes, sorry, clown. (laughs) They turn Gibby around and Carly's like, what the fuck is this? Because it's just a brown circle. Barely even a circle. Like, circle is giving it something. It's a a big brown smudge. It's a blob. Yeah. It's a blob. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And what was it? What? I don't know. It was a meatball. Uh, obviously. A meatball. It's a meatball because Sam always has to do something with food. So Like, ha ha. Her one personality trait according to the writers. <laughs> but I was just very disconcerted by the way that Carly <laughs> painted her paintbrush over Gibby's nipples <laughs> on camera. 
I didn't like that. She said, censor the nip. <laughs> Women are not allowed to show nip, so Gibby can also not show nip on the iCarly web show. I mean, it's not the fact that his nipples were covered. That's, you know, normal. They're, they're painting on it's his... It's the fact that the brush was going over the nip. Yes, that she commanded the brush to touch the nip. <laughs> I, I feel like, I, obviously, I'm, I'm not a man. I don't know what man boobs feel like, but nipples mm-hmm. are sensitive. Mm-hmm. And when someone touches my nipple, it's a very invasive feeling. Well, I mean, he was also already squirming for the other stuff, too, without even the nipple. So... He's clearly very sensitive. I just, I feel like the nipple should have been avoided and it should have been on the tummy. Fucking Carly's going to bimbo penitentiary. That was. She is a pedophile. She's a pedophile. Um, I do not know why, but I was full blown expecting Sam to say that she painted a piece of shit. Yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. Me too. I was like, that is the worst piece of poop I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Because it. Again, it wasn't really a circle. It was like a blob. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And it was just brown. Like, there was nothing else to it. So I was like, okay, it's literally a piece of shit. I was expecting it to be like a pun about a piece of shit. Like, she was going to be like, yeah. oh, it's Freddy's personality. Yes. Poopy. Like you know, something. something like that. Yeah. No, just a meatball. A meatball. They sign off the web show and Gibby just puts his shirt on over their paintings and Carly tries to tell him like no you're gonna stain your shirt go shower but Gibby's just like who cares about my shirt who cares about anything not me period Freddie's like what's wrong but Gibby's like I don't want to talk about it they keep digging and Gibby finally admits that he's got a big old crush on one Miss Shannon Mitchell he belly flops onto the beanbag dejected and screams why does she have to be so cute I'm going home (laughs) They try to help him, but he just yells, I don't want to talk about it, and leaves. This was so cute. I wish a man would be this (laughs) fucked up over me. What the fuck? This made me sad. Like, and he's so fucked up over a crush, too. Like, they haven't even talked. They haven't dated. They haven't just the idea of her. He's like, I'm just looking at her, and ah, it's too much. Too much for my little brain. I can't handle it. (laughs) But also, the way that Gibby just flopped onto the beanbag, and the beanbag barely moved hilarious i noticed this throughout the episode and i don't think i ever noticed it before but i do think that noah monk is one of the strongest actors on the cast yes absolutely like very grounded and believably funny even when he's doing ridiculous stuff like that yes you believe it you believe he's sad and it makes you sad yes and even i was gonna say even when he's not doing ridiculous stuff like he yeah you believe his character yeah through and through and it's like it's one thing to sell comedy and it's another thing to sell drama and he can sell it both he can do it all we stand. Why is he private on Instagram? I don't know. If anyone is in Noel Monk's Secret Society on Instagram, tell him we have a podcast and we're very big fans. If anybody is a part of the Illuminati with Noel Monk, <laughs> please hit us up. Please DM Beyonce, us. Beyonce, Jay-Z, not involved. No. It's all been Noel Monk the whole time. It is. Exactly. Noel Monk is the top. He's like Hasbula. He looks like he's young, <laughs> but he's actually ancient. He's an ancient creature. He's actually a god. <laughs> a god among men. I would believe it. No, Noel Monk's a god. Noel Monk is a god, period. And Carly is like, poor kid. It must be awful to be an eternal creature who loves someone who doesn't love you back. And Freddie just shoots her a look serving his best Taylor Lautner face. (laughs) And she just goes, sorry. Like, first of all, let's discuss. I remember when we first watched this, we could not get over the fact that Freddie, like, actually did look like Taylor Lautner. Yes. Like, all the time. I don't think we've talked about it since then. I don't know if we have, but he looks like uh, Taylor Lautner in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yes, precisely. Yes. Also, what the fuck is she apologizing for? You can simply not blame yourself 
for not wanting to fuck a short man. <laughs> They're freaks. I am so sorry, Cody Co. Noah Miller. You guys are the exception to the rule. You're the exception, but the rule is I like short men. You know what? I used to like short men <laughs> until un, un, until until I got my feeling third by four guy. Okay. <laughs> no, I I used to fuck with short dudes, but I think a lot of them have like a fucking Napoleon complex. Yeah. It's like you can if you are too short it's weird but if you're mid-level it's okay but then i think that society is obsessed with six foot so much that mid-level guys think they're short yeah if you're above five six you're not short you're mid-level if you're five six and below you're short i am praying for you there's something wrong with you (laughs) mentally something has stunted you mentally to be stunted physically (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know it's like an inverse relationship like something weird happens to you as a child it stunts your growth irreversibly and then that stunted growth fucks you up even more mentally yeah because i have never met a man under five six that's normal no i mean honestly They're i cannot either like, buff yeah or into extreme sports i was gonna say i can't back up my short kings like i love me a short king do not get me wrong but everybody that is my type is also an asshole yes so the two may be correlated slightly but i still love being a short king so and i i think that the thing about short kings is that it's like confidence is really sexy and tall guys are just confident by nature because they're tall you know but when short guys are confident it's because they have a big dick yeah i'm gonna be honest we kind of we got away from the main subject we did i'm sorry i want to bring it back really quickly and bring it back just say that i agree with you um that she should not be apologizing to freddie because she does not owe him an apology (laughs) at all oh yeah i carly because he's in love with her and that's not her problem at all like he he she has made her boundaries very clear that they are just friends and the fact that he doesn't respect that Mm -mm. is his problem and there's no need for her to apologize yeah there's no need to feel guilty about not wanting to fuck this little platform (laughs) shoe wearer this short not king (laughs) this short peasant anyway we are at the school now when the girls bum rush gibby and his friends does this child Remind you of anyone? Um, no, not in particular. This kid looks exactly like me when I was that age, to a T. <laughs> you had the same haircut? Yep. That's beautiful. It's the eyes, the nose, the lips, the jaw, the hair color, <laughs> the haircut, the demeanor. I did not like this. It is boy Cersei. <laughs> I was traumatized. I was going to say, if anything, he looks like a blonder, less attractive Justin Bieber in that era where he has like that hair. What do you think I was, Missy? (laughs) So, yeah, this boy is me and I don't like it. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going to remember that for the rest of this episode. That's for sure. But the girlies, they bum rush Gibby and his friend, a.k.a. Baby Cersei, at their lockers (laughs) and tell the boys their genius plan. On the next iCarly, we're going to play a game called Do You Want to Have a Podcast? (laughs) I was so hoping you would say that. (laughs) It's called I Want to Date. And you're going to be this special mystery date. We'll get Shannon to be one of the contestants. So that way. And then Sam is just interrupted by Gibby's friend. Me. Ruben, who is I fucking her. (laughs) So she goes, who's your friend? And why is he staring at me like a fucking freak? (laughs) Ruben responds. Sorry, 
It's like you were born sideways over the moon with two and a half scoops. It's like Ruben is here right now. Yes. <laughs> he shoots her a one-handed little finger gun and says, Zapang. Drip is immaculate. <laughs> Sam takes in a breath and says, Okay, I think I gotta punch this kid in the mouth. <laughs> and Sam starts getting ready to beat the living shit out of this kid like she did to Zebo last episode. <laughs> Carly stops her, though, and explains that she thinks he's complimenting her Sam asks him if it was actually a compliment and he goes hey just cause I bumped the chump doesn't mean I lost my bingo trap and Gibby's like huh that is so true and they just like fist bump bestie honestly as someone who also bumps the chump I'm so glad that you acknowledge that we haven't lost our bingo trap hashtag relatable like bestie that is the truest thing I've ever heard like oh I'm so happy he said that when that man started speaking I was like what did what rewind I love this. What the I hell did that this. man just say? And then I was waiting for like something. And then Gibby was like, no, like period. Like mm-hmm. preach, bitch. Like hell yeah. Exactly what I said when he stopped talking. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, damn, all right. You must have a, had a point there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bumping the chump sounds like a jacking off pun. Yes. Yeah, yeah bump, bump the, the chump. chump. I'm still trying to figure out what a bingo trap is. I... Maybe it's a game. Like a game to trap abroad. Yeah. Or maybe like an old pussy. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I fucking love this kid. I love his vibe. Everything about him. Obsessed. New nickname for Coochies is Bingo Trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was all up in my bingo trap. He was all up in my bingo trap last night. Oh, when he eats your bingo <laughs> trap. <laughs> I kind of said it before, but I love how Gibby just understands exactly what this kid is saying. Mm -hmm. Like, this is total bestie vibes. Like, this is the energy that Gibby has been waiting for. Somebody to finally match him. Yeah. Somebody who understands him. Like, we stand this bestie duo here. This is me and you talking. Yes, actually. Our listeners are Carly and Sam being like, what? And then we're just like, yeah, so fucking true, dude. They're like, are they fighting? Or is that, like, a compliment? Like, does any- And we're like, uh, we're talking about our fucking bim- bingo traps. <laughs> our bimbo traps is what I almost said. <laughs> we're talking about our bimbo traps. Our bingo traps in bimbo penitentiary. What do you know about that? I want to know, too, if Andy Newman came up with some kind of code where this actually means something or if this is just straight up gibberish. Either way, 10 out of 10, comedic genius. This is fucking hilarious. I have an inkling that it's one of those things that we've seen before or what we've speculated before. Speculated. That they take like a dirty joke and then they transcribe it to be so many like entendres and then double meanings yeah. that the dirty joke is no longer there and it's just gibberish. Like, you know, like we've said that before where it's like, yeah. oh, it seems like it started out as this joke. They change it to this, then change it to this. So it seems like it's just gibberish and not dirty. So I feel like that's what I'm thinking because like it's got to be something. I don't know. Like bingo is a game that old women play. Yeah. A trap is like a mouth, but it could also be your vagina. You know, like it, it, like I feel like they, they started somewhere. And dumping chump, like, that that's two hops and a skip away from jacking off, you know? Like, it's very close. Right. No, I agree with that one, for sure. Or it's like, you know the trends where you just hit, uh, like, your speech predicting thing? Yeah. On, like, Siri, yeah. where they just, like, went through and they were like, okay, we're going to start with this word and then just predict, 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 and that's going to be something. Yeah. Or they're just picking names, like, picking uh, words out of a hat. Yeah. Either way, 
Funny as fuck. Yeah. Either way, I fucking enjoyed it. Thank you, Andy, for finally some comedic genius here. Andy, you're kind of like a god to us. <laughs> not like Noah Monk, but still good. You're like a deity, but you're not really like up there. Back to King Ruben here. King Ruben is played by Gary Pease. More like Gary Please become our current <laughs> character. You like that shit? I, I thought you were going to say more like Gary Please me. And I was about to send you to Binbo Penitentiary. He's a child. I know. That's why I was like, what are you saying? He is a- That's why I was like, hello? <laughs> No, I in, right. I just enjoyed him on the show. Much I, better. I'm glad you were on thin ice for a second. I was I was nervous. I was nervous, but it's okay. When Bestie thinks you're a literal pedo, <laughs> I'm just I don't even like dating guys that are like 24. But honestly, if he's got his dad's money because he's like 12, what's the oh harm? Oh God. Okay, back to Gary. Back to Gary. <laughs> Gary honestly wasn't in too much, but <laughs> he did have a few singular episode appearances in shows like Hannah Montana. Reno 911. <laughs> what? 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 Two completely different things to be in. Hannah Montana. <laughs> Reno 911. Um, he is very multifaceted. Get you a man who could do it all. <laughs> oh, I will. And he was also in a movie called For Christ's Sake. Me when you thought I was going to be a pedophile. <laughs> For Christ's Sake, Gary. My Venmo is open. It's open at. C-I-R-C-E-E. E-E. Back in the shitty apartment. Carly comes home from school and Spencer is on the phone. No, no, Stephanie, I really don't think we should go out again. Come on, I didn't say I had a bad time last night. It's just Stephanie, Steph, Steph, because I don't like you. Here pictured is every man who has (laughs) ever been on a date with me, apparently. The violin is playing. It better be fucking playing, dude. I'm... I can't fucking take it anymore. I don't know what's going on. Spencer tells Carly that Miss Stephanie brought her pet unicorn to dinner. And when Carly's like, "Mm, those aren't real, he's like, yeah, try telling her that. I want to know, what does he mean she brought her pet unicorn? Like, is it her imaginary friend? Is it a stuffed animal? Like, what's going on here? It's clearly her vagina. Or it's like a threesome. Like, you know, unicorn. <laughs> like how, how couples are looking for their unicorn. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> that might have been the joke. Damn. They're disgusting. Nasty. Disgusting. I was just going to say, if it's an imaginary friend, like, Bestie actually might need some help here. Like, if she thinks there's a legitimate unicorn. Not Benno Penitentiary, but Benno Mental Health Services. Yeah, they're good mental health services. Not subsidized by the state. (laughs) America's fucked up. It's a private company. (laughs) You're gonna have to pay big bucks, big bucks. You're gonna have to hit up granddaddy if you want to get into Benno (laughs) Mental Health Services. What's that called? Mental Hospital. Ay, Psych ward. (laughs) Never been there. Actually, I haven't, surprisingly. I have not. I just talk to my therapist, but then say, I don't mean it. You say, uno reverse is you who goes to Bino. That's the trick. <laughs> you won't get sent. When Carly is, like, watching him on the phone, he's making the crazy sign about Stephanie, like, like pulling his <sighs> finger by his ear. Like, oh, she's so, so crazy. crazy. Right, little sis. I get that she did the whole unicorn thing. That is kind of sus. But I feel like men are always just like i don't like this girl yeah any emotional reaction she has towards me means she's crazy yes like you ask any man about their ex 
and they will call her crazy for no reason. And you try to ask them to, like, explain, and they're like, oh, she wanted me to, like, hang out with her. Like, she's crazy. She wanted me to, like, text her. Yeah, I cheated her, and then she, like, didn't trust me anymore, and it's just like, God, what the fuck is up with that? Women have feelings? Like, that's so fucking scary. They're so crazy. Yeah, it's fucking shitty. Like, fuck you, Spencer. I'm sure she literally was just fine, besides the whole unicorn thing. But also, why are you, like, telling your little sister, like, she's crazy? She was just talking about her coochie. Yeah. She was like, yeah, someone else is here. She just wanted to have a threesome, Spencer. Stop being a hater. Maybe he's too fucking vanilla to go to Paris. Have we considered that one? Damn. Have we thought about it? Have we used our heads to think maybe, maybe this little rich boy can't (laughs) handle the two of us? No, but now we are. Yeah. Yeah. Before we thought he was too immature, but maybe he's just not willing to, like, recognize that women are, like, fully-fledged humans with, like, emotions and are capable of feeling wronged because you can't just treat us like shit and expect us to not have a response to it, okay? And I hope that all the men who ghosted me since they started this podcast are listening to this and they know that this is about that. <laughs> uh, Spencer starts saying how he's going to stay single forever and be known as Single Spencer, the guy with no lady to hold. I'd just like to hold Spencer and say, you were unloved before and you're unloved now. Nothing's changed. Get over it, Spencer. You're not special. I'm also single Cersei. Okay, Sam DeFreddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm also single Cersei, and that has a ring to it. Single Cersei. Um, why is Spencer so dramatic, but also so relatable? Are you calling me dramatic because I'm agreeing with him? Are you a misogynist? No, I just said relatable. I just said hashtag relatable, but why he and his feelings this episode? But you can't be single Natalie. You'd have to be... No lover Natalie. (laughs) Carly goes, why don't you just try one of those dating websites? Like, why not date me.com? You know, where lonely adults find even lonelier adults. Ouch. Yeah, I don't even want to, no comment. Yeah, no comment besides ouch, honestly. That was just fucked up. Spencer's about to complain about dating sites when his phone rings. Ring! Ring! It's Stephanie trying to get him to talk to her, to her unicorn. To the unicorn. She put her pussy up to the <laughs> phone and said, hey, I told you. This pussy talks English, Spanish, Spanish and, and French. French. <laughs> this pussy do cartwheels. <laughs> he hangs up immediately, terrified by the pussy's power, and goes to whynotdateme.com. He can't handle the pussy power. All right. Let's discuss Spencer's hair because it looks like fucking a Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday ass wig. <laughs> it is so bad. It does not look real in the slightest. It's stiff. Oh, it's stiff. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, threw you off there, huh? Yeah, I'm a little shocked. <laughs> I'm just going to very casually go back to what I was saying. <laughs> I think that this subplot was rewritten and reshot. I'll explain this later with some more evidence, but I know that they did the reshoots for season one later when he had cut his hair and they needed him to wear a wig. Uh-huh. But this entire subplot with Spencer, he's wearing the wig. So I think they reshot the entire subplot because they changed it. Huh. Interesting. Much to think about. Much to think about with that. Um, I just wanted to say that personally, I fucking felt this. <laughs> Dating apps are my personal hell. 
that's that's really all I wanted to say. I fucking felt this. Dude, half the time I wake up and I'm just in a Jamie Lee Curtis wig and I don't know how it fucking got there. I don't know. I wake up and I'm dirty Jamie Lee Curtis fucking Freaky Friday. <laughs> I'm Spencer Shea. No, I'm Jerry Trainer as Spencer Shea as Jamie Lee Curtis. And it's like, I never fucking signed up to do all this. <laughs> I'm like getting paid. I, I am on WhyNotDateMe.com though. Not getting paid. I actually am on WhyNotDateMe.com and every time I go out with someone, they send me a five paragraph essay about why why don't date me why not date me it's a lot damn uh moving on we are at the school <laughs> i think this is the saddest episode thus far yeah and this is worse than you fucking crying about your lisp honestly i didn't need to hear about that um <laughs> we are moving on to the school and sam is recruiting shannon and her besties to come on the show to try to win a date with an awesome guy wow shannon blurts out freddie and sam goes uh <laughs> I said awesome guy, not ridiculous goob. Ridiculous goob. <laughs> and Shannon responds, I think Freddie is smart and cute. And Sam, literally, the woman is too stunned to speak. <laughs> she goes, uh, what did you eat for breakfast? A big bowl of crazy flakes? Because I know Stephanie did. <laughs> but um, Blondie sneaks up behind Sam out of nowhere and goes, there's my raspberry soccer ball. <laughs> Sam mutters, speaking of crazy flakes, and sprints as fast as she fucking can get to get away from this psychopath. Yes. Quick question. Am I your raspberry soccer ball? Definitely my raspberry soccer ball. <laughs> Shannon is played by Anna Marie Kenoyer, who has had a recurring role on three different TV shows. Ooh. The Fosters, where she played Becca. Southland, where she played Kimmy Salinger, and Medium, where she played Ashley Whitaker. Wow. wow. I just want to know, these girls are so fucking excited to be on iCarly. They're like, do you guys want to be on an episode of iCarly? And they were like, yeah, oh my god, please, I'm begging for it. <laughs> and it's like, what is the social status of the show? If it's so cool, why aren't they more popular? They're they're losers. You ask us every episode where the girls talk about iCarly at the school. Because every episode. They act like they're losers at school, but then everyone loves the show. I don't get it. I don't know if they act like they're losers though. Like I just feel like they they exist at the school. Like they're neither popular or lame. Like they're just there. And then at times they use their show as like a leverage to get people to do things for them. But I don't necessarily think that they're like the most popular girls in school or the most lame girls in school. Deandra. <laughs> I want to poop here whenever I want for as long as I want. I just feel like it's like flawed writing because if it was a really popular show, there would be moral repercussions about them being famous. I feel like it's inevitable. You know, you get big, your personality changes. Would love to experience it one day. Please, please review our podcast on the podcast app <laughs> or uh, share our podcast with a friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, or like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's either it's either you're so embarrassed that this is a thing and people make fun of you for it or you're like on cloud nine, super famous, and then you changed you got big and you changed. Like, I just feel like there's no way for a true happy medium to exist. But it's like the writers didn't understand socially that this would have repercussions in their high school. Like every episode where they talk about the web show in the school, it's like everyone's up the web show's ass. Like, 
so deeply. There's like shit caked all over their body. <laughs> we did have a few haters. We had a few haters of the web show. Remember in the I Neville episode where Miss Gurley was like, uh, Neville didn't review it. I don't go fuck about your web show, loser. Yeah, but that was for the plot. It's like they they only think about the show when it actually pertains to the plot. But, like, if they're walking, just, like, walking down the hallway, you're never going to be, like, hearing someone be like, oh, my God, the iCarly show is amazing. Or, oh, my God, the iCarly show sucks. You know, it's like opinion on the iCarly web show doesn't exist unless it's directly related to the plot. Yeah. Which is just weak world building, honestly. Let us hear the opinions of the other kids. Build the iCarly verse, okay? I want a documentary style interview of every single student of this school to exactly get the scope, popularity, and response of the proletariat to the iCarly web show. Anyway. Back in the Shea apartment. <laughs> Spencer sits upon a stool. Ooh. His shirt is buttoned up to his neck and tucked <gasps> into his pants with a belt tighter than my bras the year I went from an A to a double D without noticing it. <laughs> his hair is slicked back, his posture is erect, and his speech is clear and slow, a.k.a. nothing like the Spencer Shea we've come to know and love. Nope. He hits a button, a camera begins to record him, and he says, Hello, my name is Spencer Shea, and begins an embarrassingly formal explanation about why he is on WhyNotDateMe.com. Carly walks in on this mess and halts the production and says he needs to just be himself and, like, loosen up. Obviously. She starts untucking his shirt and then unbuttoning it and then rustles his hair. Yes, that's much better. No, no, no. She starts untucking his shirt. No. And then unbuttoning it. And then rustles his hair. Much better. Yes. Yep. I hate it. Yeah. I didn't like that. But that's what happened. Mm-mm. Are they step-siblings by chance? Did we miss something? Maybe. We might have. Hey, step-bro, let me unbutton your shirt and then rustle up your hair. No. We know they share a dad. They're at least half-siblings. She rustles up his Jamie Lee Curtis wig. <laughs> Can we get a full monologue, though, of what he said? Let's do it. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. Hi, um, I'm Cersei, and I'll be auditioning for a guy desperately trying to find love. Hello there. My name is Spencer Shea. Hello. I've never used an internet dating service before, but my sister told me about this one, whynotdateme.com, so why not date me? (laughs) I enjoy people. (laughs) I loved that. I enjoy people just at the end. And then Carly's like, cut the fucking cameras, dead ass. (laughs) Dead ass. Dead ass, cut the fucking cameras. What the fuck was that? (laughs) Because you know what, Carly? I agree. This was genuinely psychopathic behavior. If I saw somebody's profile with this video on their fucking profile, I would legitimately call 911. I would be like, this person is going to commit murder. (laughs) This is terrifying. (laughs) There is no movement in that J- Jamie Lee Curtis wig of theirs. <laughs> it's stiff. The wig is stiff. <laughs> it's fucking stiff. His back and other things are erect. <laughs> and he mentions his little sister in this fucking thing about why he should go on a dating website. Nope, 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 nope. I wasn't as th- I wasn't as averse to it as you are. After Carly uh, rustles her brother's hair, which is something I would never fucking do, she looks at her hands and she's like, what did you put in your hair? And he just casually goes, chicken fat? Okay, scalp acne? 
Okay. I love it. Is that what you put on your head for scalp acne? No, it's going to give him scalp acne. Oh, okay, okay. I was genuinely confused because I was like, why would somebody put fucking chicken fat on their hair? Like, Because he's do- an idiot. He doesn't know what the fuck hair gel is. No, I know. But when you said, I was like, am I missing something that like this is legitimate? Yeah, he's going to break out in scalp acne tomorrow. Okay, I see. I see. The chicken fat is causing the scalp acne. Yes. I, yes. I understand now. Um, what the actual fuck, Spencer? When she pulled her hands away and was like, what did you put in your hair? My brain was just like, jizz, jizz, <laughs> jizz, jizz, <laughs> cum, spluff, nut. But you didn't, you didn't think it was, it was weird that she was unbuttoning his shirt and everything. You didn't read it like, oh, she's unbuttoning her shirt, but you were like, jizz in his hair. No. Carly is going to get jizz in her hands yeah. from her brother's hair. Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Normal. Yeah, it's fine. But when she was like rubbing his chest hair and stuff, I was like, oh, totally normal sibling yeah, shit. Totally normal. normal and cool, actually. Upstairs in the hallway outside of the iCarly studio, it is time for Gibby to win a date. Woo! He is pacing back and forth, anxious as fuck about his big night on the web show in front of the girl of his dreams. Oh, woo. He is donning the cutest orange button-up and his hair is gelled back and looks so cute and actually nice and not at all like... Not with Spencer's. jizz. Yeah. Spencer looked like he was wearing like a helmet, like a jizz helmet. <laughs> Gibby looks like a handsome young man. He looks handsome. He wore, he used actual gel. <laughs> He's a handsome young boy. When the girls confirm that Shannon is in fact in the studio ready to play, Gib goes, man... This is intense. <laughs> and then the laugh track plays, so you know that for some reason that was supposed to be a joke. No, he is, he's serious. That shit is intense. He is pacing. He is crying, shitting, throwing up, like, <laughs> literally on the verge of a mental breakdown. But you know what? I am obsessed with Gibby. Yes. I was obsessed with him before, but mm, that little man came out and his little gelled back hair and that orange button up, and he goes, man, this is intense. And I was like, I love him. <laughs> I am obsessed. I love you. That was so wholesome. I want to give you a hug. That was amazing. I love you. Why do I feel like I'm going to cry right now? No, I literally, I love him. I love him. I love him. He's just, I feel like he's my son or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, literally. Gibby is our son. We gave, we both gave birth at the same time to <laughs> one half of Gibby. To the eternal God, Gibby. <laughs> we are much like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> I mean, we know I'm a virgin. I keep getting ghosted. And I'm not getting anything. <laughs> she, on the other hand, is the whole of Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm also getting ghosted. It's okay. <laughs> the girlies are giving him the lowdown on how everything is going to work today. But Gibby is nervous. He won't actually pick Shannon. Mm-hmm. Carly stops Sam from flat out telling Gibby what number girl Shannon is. So Sam just tells him there will be three girls out there. Girl number one. Girl number two and girl number three. But how will I know which one's Shannon? If you really want to go on a date with Shannon, then you need to, to choose carefully. That's all you have to do. Gibby looks at the girls for a moment and he goes, okay. (laughs) I lost my shit. I lost it. Uh, This was so fucking funny. And it's even funnier because this is so true. Just a fucking typical man who is not understanding any of the obvious hints (laughs) that the girls are dropping for him. But it's it's not even that he's not understanding it. It's that he's interpreting it as them being strange or something like that. Because men do that. It's like you'll be making a joke or doing a bit and it will purposely go over their head. And then they'll be like, 
why are you doing that? You're being weird. Yes. Well, that's them not understanding it is the thing because it goes over their head. That's the whole thing is that they're not understanding that it's either a joke or that you're obviously dropping a hint that you like them or whatever the hint may be. But then obviously the default is not that something's going on that I don't understand because I, I don't get stuff sometimes, but my default thought is something is going on that I don't understand. Men instantly turn around to be like, oh, you're you're dumb and doing something weird. Yes. It's double faceted that they, one, do not understand it. And then, two, what you're saying is that they go into offensive mode and be like, okay. When in reality, they are the dumb ones because they're not getting the bit. Exactly. Fred comes out and pulls the girls into the studio for some breaking news. Shannon is the only girl in the studio and she says her besties aren't coming tonight because they got tickets to see girly cow on ice and decided to go to that instead carly blurts out why is it that whenever there is a popular tv show they just gotta put it on ice (laughs) i mean shows on ice kind of slap you know i think she's just a little jealous that she didn't get tickets to girly cow on ice and that her show isn't on ice Fred tries to keep the girls focused on the issue at hand, and Shannon is drooling over Daddy Fred. Carly says that Fred is going to host the game show, and he just goes, pardon? Okay, Curtis Connor. Pardon? Do you get that reference? Bestie, I'm afraid to tell you this. (laughs) I'm so sorry, but I do not. Anyway. When they're tweaked about the girls not being there, Freddie's like, how are we going to do this without girl number one and girl number three? And Shannon gropes him and is like, Oh, Freddie, you're so good at math. Ugh. Like, okay, first, am I deranged? Yes. Am I defective? Yes. I didn't want you to answer that just yet. I had more to say. <laughs> but is this how kids, flir- is this how you flirted when you were this age? No. So I'm not deranged? No. I mean, it's just weird. Like, I don't, well, I don't know if I, re- I don't remember how I flirted. I don't know if I did flirt. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I, I couldn't give you the specifics, but I do know that I wouldn't even tell my friends when I liked a guy. I was so embarrassed. I was like, no one's going to know. I could barely even tell my first boyfriend in eighth grade that I liked him. Yeah. I couldn't even, I could, we were dating, I couldn't tell him. What, what is this groping? You're so good at math. Oh my God. Like, what? I, I don't know. It was weird. But all, this was, no, more importantly, more importantly, this wasn't even math. What's more importantly is... This wasn't even math. He was just stating that there were two girls missing. There was no math there. It was just stating a fact. I think that was a point. She's so infatuated. She's just like, oh my God, calculus. You just did calculus. You just did... <laughs> you just solved a function in front of me. You did biometric numerology in front of me. Oh my God. I'm busting a nut. You said PEMDAS, baby. <laughs> You know those things on Twitter, they're like, what's the answer to this PEMDAS question? I never get those right. It's embarrassing. Anyway, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. She is a little senile and doesn't understand that being homophobic is not socially acceptable anymore. So when she called you a baguette, she didn't really mean it in that way. She meant it in a friendly way. This is when I was like, is this still an episode of iCarly? I don't remember Aunt Sally, like, ever being involved before. I was really confused. I'm so confused. PEMDAS? Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Have you ever heard that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. The way that you remembered PEMDAS was it's, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Anyway. Spencer's taking a few steps in Freddie's platform shoes and filling in as the cameraman. He does the worst countdown ever. And one, 
two, three, four, a go? I mean, at least Dummy proved he knows how to count. To four, at least. This wasn't even a countdown. It was a count up. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It was not a countdown. <laughs> Freddy, every single episode. And in five, five four, three, three two, two. And then Spencer goes, and a one, and a two, <laughs> and a three, and a four, and a go. He was like doing like a dancing count. Like yeah. one, two, He's like three, tapping four, his foot one, to like two, keep time. Three, four. Like- <laughs> Fred is so unimpressed, takes a quick look to the left, and then the true actor that he is, he just turns it on, looks at the camera, swags on over to it, one shoulder swaying in front of the other, dripping with the confidence of a man who gets weekly tick checks from his mother, (laughs) and starts, hello there, my name's Freddie. Here tonight on this special webcast of iCarly, we're going to play a new game called I Want a Date. Okay, first, let's meet our mystery date. Now, keep in mind, his voice has been disguised so that our girl contestants won't recognize him. (laughs) This little boy is serving up whatever the fuck Bill Hader was cooking (laughs) as the game show host on SNL. Like, literally, please, Freddie, an actor, Actor. a performer. Performer. He was like, I got this. The way he like side eyes his bemusement to Spencer and is like a little annoyed and then instantly just looks at the camera and turns it on. He said, I got this. Like, come on, bestie. This is a man who bumps the chump and has not <laughs> lost his bingo traps. Ruben is quaking. <laughs> He's like, fuck, this man is everything that I wish I could be in more. Even in his platform <laughs> shoes. Not a bingo trap in sight. <laughs> I love how every single time Fred has to host a show, he all of a sudden has swag. <laughs> like, it is nowhere to be seen any other moment except for the times that he has to turn it on for the web show. You know, good for him. The man knows how to turn it on for the fucking camera. I mean, it's because he's truly an actor. He is. He's not a swaggy boy. He's not. But but he's like, you wouldn't know any different. Yeah. Unless I told it to you. Yeah. I always question, I'm like, how how do the girls all love Freddy? And then I'm like, well, I see. It's because they only see him hosting the show when he's got swag. They don't see any other time where he's a fucking idiot. That is such a good point. Right? That is such a good point. This whole episode, I'm like, why the fuck is she obsessed with Freddy? Same thing when Valerie was on. I'm like, why the fuck is everybody in love with Freddy? Oh, it's, it's because, because he's short. Yeah. And he has all that swaggy confidence on air. Yep. So they think he has a massive cock. And we know for a fact that he has no cock anymore. It has been blown to pieces. No, it, it is, is a, a gaping, gaping hole. hole. He needs to ice and it. And Shannon needs to know this. She is being catfished by Freddy's B-D-E. Big dick. (laughs) I do have a complaint about the writing. Uh Uh-oh, Andy. Andy, listen up. Listen up. Okay, so, Freddie begins his intro to the camera with, Hello there, my name is Freddie. When Spencer was talking to the camera, he also started with, Hello there, my name is Spencer Shea. And these are, like, identical intros for, I'm talking to the camera. Um, let me pose to you very quickly before you continue. Freddie actually hacked into Spencer's computer, saw his <laughs> dating video, and was like, this is genius. I'm going to mimic this exactly. He said, this is good. Write this shit down. This is gold. This is gold. This is swag. This is swag. I'm willing to justify that as the truth instead of calling it bad writing. <laughs> but I just think that it's like, 
people's speech is so varied and it's like the amount of ways to say hi this is cersei from the i rewatch iCarly podcast to hi uh my name is cersei i'm with the i rewatch iCarly podcast to you know like there's so many different ways to say it, and i catch this in my writing where it's like i think that this is like the baseline for how someone would talk to a camera but then you reread it and you're like no two people would say the exact same thing to the camera mm-hmm. i just watched this and i was like bad writing this should be varied. Andy copy and pasted and forgot to change it later. Or that. He was like, I'm going to copy this as like a little placeholder and I'm going to think of a little monologue for Fred to start this episode. But then I'm actually never going to change it. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, ah, it's good enough. We're good. Let's, let's roll with it. Let's roll with it. Fred reveals that whichever lucky lady the mystery man chooses will get to go on a date with him to the Cheesecake Warehouse. Well, well, Cue well. Natalie saying, the Cheesecake Warehouse is a ripoff of the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I knew they weren't going to say Cheesecake Factory. I knew they were going to. But goddamn, did I really want them to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been to the Cheesecake Factory once and like I thought it really sucked. That's a hot take. I mean, it's okay. It's just like the Cheesecake Factory. Like, there's like 40 million things on the goddamn menu. It's very expensive when it, you think it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, but it is mad fucking expensive. For what? And, for who? You know, it's just like a step above like Applebee's. Yeah. Kind of. Some people might cancel me for saying that. But I think if all the cheesecake factories imploded right now in major cities, no one would notice. Oh, shit, dude. The cheesecake factory like closed. Okay, let's go to the other burger place. I would notice. I mean, I don't go there like a lot. I actually went there the other day, but I don't go there like a lot. That was the first time in like three or four years I had been. So you're like a Cheesecake Factory spy, I think. I'm an industry plant for Cheesecake Factory. I don't know what you're trying to do to me. You're not going to sway me. I started this podcast as an advertisement for the Cheesecake Factory. You've been editing subliminal Cheesecake, 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 Cheesecake Factory. Like into every episode. In the background. Yeah, Every listener is like, that's why I've been craving it. (laughs) Fuck, that's why it's the fourth time this week that I've gone to Cheesecake Factory. Damn it. Anyway, I'm, I refuse to discuss this any longer. Freddie introduces all the girls, numbers one through three. Carly gets distracted by her funny voice distortion and goes, and then gets super embarrassed at her outburst, puts her head down and solemnly goes, nice to see you. <laughs> I am willing to count this moment as Carly has some personality that doesn't piss me off. Really? Because this pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like weird. Like, like, just own it. Just own you being weird. Just own you enjoying the sound of your own voice in this voice distortion. Like, you have a whole web show for being weird and being yourself, and you can't do a little, like, fucking. I mean, I think, like, I think. It was more weird that she made it weird. It was more weird that she was embarrassed about it and didn't own it than it was if she would have just owned it. I think her embarrassment wasn't about the action. It was about the fact that she got so lost in her own mind that she forgot that she was being filmed. That's the best part. And then she was a little bashful about it. I think that's normal because mm. if if you own it, then it's more annoying. No. If you're like, yeah, blah, 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 I'm so quirky, then you're just like a Lele Pons. And it's well, like, that's oh. not how she was at first, but she shouldn't have been like, nice to see you. Like, she shouldn't have been like embarrassed about it afterward. But also, to that point, too... I just hate how the writers give us just like a little bit of a personality and then they snatch it right back and they're like, no, she's embarrassed about it. Yeah. She doesn't have that personality. She's embarrassed. And it's like, ah, it was right there. I could I could feel it. They're edging us with Carly's personality. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> After Freddie introduces girl number two, Shannon just goes, 
Hi, Freddy, and poses for the camera, hand on her hip, makes eye contact with the lens for way too long, and smiles. She was ready for her moment of fame. She was ready. She was about to eat it up. She was like, I got my makeup done. I look good. This made me want to punch her in the face. I'm about to be on the iCarly web show for <sighs> millions of fans, and they're going to see me, and they're going to love me, and I'm going to get that exposure. Did she? I don't know. Did you get the Instagram followers? Maybe. Probably. Did you get Freddie? We're, we're going to find out if she gets Freddie. <laughs> but this is honestly when Gibbs should have realized that it was Shannon, because none of the girlies have ever been that excited about Fredward. Yeah. No. She was like, hey, Freddie. He should have been like, mm, that's my girl in love with another man. That's her. <laughs> no, that, that's definitely Sam. That's how Sam <laughs> talks to Freddie. I hear her talk like that all the time. <laughs> that's how they text each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why he was at the fucking condo as soon as that fire went out. <laughs> she was like, hey, Freddie. <laughs> there's a fire that Spencey started. I need you here right now. Because he was like... <laughs> Anyway, we get to girl number three, and Sam just does one of those white people no lip smiles <laughs> and then lifts up her hand and just goes, Hey, Fredward, how's it hanging? <laughs> now, if I am not mistaken, you might be. How's it hanging is short form for how are your balls hanging? And it's like, that is like a direct, like, you know it. You know it. Yeah. How's it hanging? I mean, people say, How's it hanging? But, but you know. we know it's. Your balls. It's like, how are they hanging? And then you say to the left or to the right. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I think about it, yeah. I don't know if I actively think about it, but we do be analyzing here. We know. We know. We know. But I'm just saying that, consider this. I'm considering We as a society. It. We as a society. We be hanging our balls. We as a society censor the part in partition when Beyonce says, he Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. You can't say Monica Lewinsky'd on the radio. They censor it when fucking Meg- Megan the Stallion, Megan, Megan the, the Stallion, Stallion. when Megan goes missionary or doggy style on my top shit. They censor missionary, doggy style, and top shit. So it's uh 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 I'm a uh shit. No, they don't say shit either. It's uh 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 I'm a uh uh. That's what they censor the fucking song to be. But you're telling me this bitch can be like, how's it hanging? How's the fucking scrope boys hanging? How's your testiculars doing? You shave that shit, your pubes attached to it still? How the fuck are your nuts? Ah! She can say that on Nickelodeon, but Megan the Stallion can't say missionary. She can. That was a direct quote. Like, we literally just played that from the show. <laughs> that was Jeanette McCurdy on air. That was taken from the show. It was on air. That was that was no paraphrasing there at all. I'm just like you like okay, fucking Megan the Stallion, Nicki Minaj, all these fucking women getting censored, fucking Monica Lewinsky, really Beyonce can't say he Monica Lewinsky. That's a fucking illusion. Anyway, all these bitches are going to get censored, but Miss Sam Puckett on Nickelodeon no. can say Miss Sam will murder somebody if they censor her. They cannot censor her. I was just like, "Samantha, you can't ever say that." <laughs> but they let her say it. It's just how it, how's it hanging? It's innocent. It's just PG. It was fucked up. <laughs> White privilege before our eyes. Anyway, let the dating game begin. Gibby asked girl number one, oh, what's your favorite kind of music? And instead of responding, Carly's like, mm, what's your least favorite kind of music? And Gib responds that he hates rap music. And Carly immediately starts saying, oh, my God, I love rap music. Rap music is my favorite. Kendrick Lamar, have you heard of him? Rap music is tight, yo. Gibby is like, rap music is the fucking devil music. 
It is satanic. They're Satan worshippers. I don't like it. But this reminded me, like, do you remember how in the early 2000s, like, rap was considered literally, like, an unartistic genre? Yes. It wasn't real music. It was, like, if you said it was your favorite, you were vapid. Like, mm-hmm. it, it took so long for rap lyricists to be recognized as, like, actual musical artists. Kind of fucked up. Very fucked up. Uh, kind of racist, if I do say so myself. But Oh, very, super, super racist. Very racist. Just to throw that in there. But... Also, I think it does play into how low culture always becomes high culture eventually. Like, mm-hmm. Shakespeare was low culture, looked down mm-hmm. upon, now it's high culture. Film noir, low culture, looked down upon, now it's high culture. Spaghetti westerns, same thing. Rap music, same thing. And I think the most recent uh, phenomenon of this is probably horror films. Used to be mm-hmm. low culture, now they're high culture, 824. And pop music. Pop music used to be something mm-hmm. that was considered sucky, and now it's like with hyper pop, it's like yep. edgy and cool. But- it always happens. My little rant. You at the first, we at the bottom. Now we hear it. You know, history repeats itself. If you don't have the eyes to recognize it, um, rap is tight, yo. Is giving <laughs> pump up the pants. Pump up the pants. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. As it's well. giving pump up the pants. <laughs> It's giving I'm uncomfortable. Stop it, Carly. I'm taking that point away for having a personality that didn't piss me off. I'm pissed off. It's giving I'm trying too hard to be relatable and having some kind of quick little uh, snippet, uh, what catchphrase. Yeah. Rap is tight, yo, with the little fucking peace sign. I was like, God, please get her off the fucking camera. Anybody else? I was like, me when I heard Super Bass for the first time. <laughs> I literally looked like fucking Ruben. Me hearing Bedrock. Rap is tight, yo. <laughs> Watching the music video, waiting for Drake at the end. Also, Carly isn't even trying to fucking hide the fact that she's trying to make Gib hate her and not pick her. Like, at least put in some effort to make it seem legit. She's not even fucking trying. Like, it's not even fun. The opposite of a pick me girl, a pick her girl. <laughs> it's like, please, pick her. Anyway, Gibby continues and asks girl number two and girl number three the same question. Shannon says that she loves rock and roll and pop. I love rock and roll. Which it turns out that Gibby loves too. He loves rock and roll. (laughs) But when the camera goes to pan over to Sam to answer the question, her chair is empty. She is not there. And her headset is just sitting on top of the chair. Where's Sam? Oh, she's just eating a bowl of cold chili out of the fridge downstairs, obviously. The way that bitch moaned when she took a bite of that chili, she was like, "Mm, I love cold chili. I was like, Jesus, this is not Paramount Plus, girl. She wasn't censored before, and she's definitely not censored there. (laughs) She was like, censor this, bitches. Mm." They said extended cut. (laughs) It's time for the final question. Gibby wants to know how girls one and two would wake him up in the morning if they ever got married in the future. Shannon has a super sweet and wholesome answer blah 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 and then Carly's turn to answer. She goes I'd yell get up and go get a job you lazy sack and then I'd pour hot soup on your face. This is me earnestly flirting like i i was like am i this might be my cue that i'm doing something wrong you're like oh shit it's like looking in a mirror huh i'm not supposed (laughs) to say that they are 14 years old why is this man asking about them being married in the future and the two questions that this man asked were the worst fucking questions ever these were boring 
What's your favorite music? I mean... What would you do if you woke me up in the morning if we were married in, like, 40 years? Stupid. I mean, what's your favorite music and how would you wake me up in the morning? My favorite music is pop music. How would you wake me up in the morning? I would yell, get up and go get a job, you lazy sack. And then I'd pour hot soup on your face. I have a job. <laughs> I have a job, you stupid bitch. Stop yelling at me. It's 7 in the morning. Uh, What's your favorite music? And how would you wake me up in the morning? I like alternative music. She's quirky. And I would wake you up. I'd push you a little bit. And I'd say, Natalie, get up. That's how I'd wake you up. Nice. That's beautiful. It's not a joke. It's the truth. Are you ready to commit to that for the for all of the rest of your life? Uh, Natalie, get up. Natalie, get up. Natalie, you have some shit to do. I don't know. Natalie, please. You wake me up by calling me Natalie. The other Natalie. My name's not fucking Natalie. <laughs> But I don't want to slut shame, but, like, this bitch Shannon, I noticed, like, she's got this short-ass skirt on. No. And, again, no. I don't mean it in no, a, like, no, no, look no, at no, this no, little no, girl's no, a hoe. No, 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 I'm no, thinking, no. why did adult wee men dress, wee dress wee this little girl wee like a hoe? Why are adult men making her dress like a hoe? Wee there are so many people in the costume department. She did not pick this out. If she, okay, if she picked this out and was walking down the street, I'd be like, okay, serve girl. But wee some grown men played wee dress wee up with her and were like, put on this little skirt, bitch. That worries me. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. Girlie, I'm already locked up. I've been locked up. Well, now you're going to this solitary confinement. All right. That's it for me, folks. Natalie will take it away from here. <laughs> well, that's also it for the questions. And Gibby has to choose which lovely mystery lady he wants to go on a date with. He chooses girl number one. Carly is jumping for joy, congratulating Shannon, when all of a sudden it clicks that Gibby chose her and not Shannon. She rips off her headset and starts yelling, <laughs> what? 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 Sam and Fred are stunned speechless wow it must suck so much to be chosen by a man <laughs> that must really hurt carly <laughs> wow i'm so sorry for you hashtag not relatable <laughs> but damn gibby just wants a little freak he wants, he wants a, little a little spice freak. in his life no okay but yeah this shows that gibby also loves being degraded <laughs> because he picked the girl who went against everything he said and even threatened to pour a hot bowl of soup on his face. I mean, it's pretty erotic. Uh, uh, but honestly, I was thinking maybe he just knows that enjoying someone's vibe is more important than having, like, the same exact fucking interests as each other. Now, like, I deadass... Hang on. What fucking vibe did Miss Carly Shay put off? She was giving fun. Where? She was giving camp. Where? She was giving degradation. She was giving degradation, that is for sure. Where is fun and where is camp? Because, except for the... Blah, 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 that, that was about it. Let's think about this seriously. Ask me a question about what's my favorite something. What's your favorite something? <laughs> Bitch, if you don't fill it in. I already asked you what your favorite type of music was. Okay, ask me what my favorite fabric is. What's your favorite fabric? I don't know. What's your least favorite fabric? Wool. Man, I fucking love wool. Wool's my fucking favorite. It sounds like I'm fucking with you. No, it just sounds like you're being annoying. Maybe he's into that. It's camp. Being annoying is camp. No, it's degradation. Okay, maybe degradation is camp. You know what? Kinks are camp now. Kinks are camp. You can just say camp for anything these days. That's what the Met Gala did. <laughs> That's literally what you're doing right now. You're like, it's camp. It's camp. It's, it's giving, giving camp. camp. They're roasting s'mores. They're putting up a tent. They're in the forest. It's giving camp. She didn't have any vibes. That's why I'm saying he asked the two worst questions because neither of them had vibes. If I asked someone, how are you going to wake me up? And they were like, I'm going to fucking give you third degree burns. I'd be like, ah, we're soulmates. 
Okay. Well, the show is over. And so is this podcast. Everybody, thanks for coming out. The show is over now, and the gang is yelling at Gibby, asking him why the fuck he chose Carly and not Shannon. He explains that he didn't know Carly was girl number one, but it doesn't matter anyway because the love of his life, Shannon, has her eyes set on Fred. Fred assures Gibby that he is in love with another woman and that Shannon is all his. Carly interrupts saying, not happening. And Fred just goes, I know. Few comments. Um, first of all, Sam, after this, in the background, they pan to her, and she's literally just rolling her eyes. She's like, shut the fuck up. That's my man. She's also eating that chili. Oh, she's always eating the chili. Oh. Cold chili. <laughs> also, I love how Freddie is like, no, like, I'm good. You know, like, you can have her because Shannon is my possession because I possess women because they like me. Because that makes sense to a man. T. Gibby tells Carly that she doesn't have to go on the date with him if she really doesn't want to. But Carly assures him that she does want to go with him. It'll be fun, you know? Cheesecake. And you. And me. And... Oh. That's you if I asked you to Cheesecake Factory. No, it would be camp. I'd be like, yeah, let's see how shitty this place is. I don't give a fuck. I'd do it. But this pissed me the fuck off. Because why are they making Gibby out to be this unlovable guy who no one, not even miss, no personality Carly Shay will go out with for one date? Gibby is a star. He deserves to be cherished and loved, and he deserves to be treated like a fucking star. And I hate this. I wish someone would talk about me like that, the fuck? <laughs> But honestly, it's like, okay, Gibby is interesting and fun enough to be featured on your fucking web show all the fucking time. All the time. But you won't hang out with him? No. They're fake as fuck. They're clout chasers of Gibby. I just feel like Gibby was so cute and sweet and respectful this whole episode. Yes. And the way that they treat him like he's this creature to be admonished. Yes. It's sick. It's sick. Sick and twisted. I didn't like he it. He was like, man, this is intense. Like, he was so excited for this fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight some, I'm gonna break something. Like what? It like how so hard mad. is it to go to dinner with someone at Cheesecake Factory? It's not that hard. I'm sorry, Cheesecake Warehouse. <laughs> no, it's the Cheesecake Factory. Like we all, everybody, me, you, yeah, Dan, Andy, Steve, Slutfer, we all know it's. We cheesecake know what factory. they meant. Let's just move on. No, it's it's Steve stepdad breaks stepdaughter's <laughs> back fur. Carly asks for a ride to school, but Spencer makes her watch his new looser video. Your coochie. His bussy. For why not datebe.com. <laughs> Spencer's wearing a baseball mitt and has a ball he's tossing up in the air and catching. Ooh. Once again, I'm Cersei, and I'll be auditioning for Cool Guy Just Wants Some Love. Hey there. The name's Spencer. If you're looking for a fun, creative guy, well, you just took a right turn down Lucky Street. Why don't you go ahead and uh, put it in park? Send me an email. Write it. Click it. Send it. And then he throws the baseball and just glass shatters off camera. I hate that I know that this persona would work on me. No, me too. I'm putting this on my dating app bio. <laughs> Write it. Click it. Send, send it. it. <laughs> send it, daddy. <laughs> send it, short king. Oh, my God. I mean, Spencer's tall. Can't relate. Spencer is wearing a penny tee. <laughs> it says, pump up the fruit. 
which pump up the fruit <laughs> he was obsessed with the fruit from the limo from last episode mm-hmm. so is there a connection or am i making a connection a connection bestie of course obviously pump up the fruit is what sam said before oh, they pumped up the pants oh yes when they pumped up the watermelon she Shit. went pump up the fruit Damn, I knew there was something. Yeah, but I was wondering, so are the Penny Tees, like, canonically iCarly merch? Maybe. I mean, the other ones haven't really been, like, related. As far as we've remembered. Mm, period. Period. We're not the brightest we are uh, the markers brightest. in the box. <laughs> I mean, either way, they are definitely iconic to iCarly. Yes. And they are specific to iCarly. So they are iCarly merch in a way. Perhaps not iCarly web show merch. But still something. iCarly the TV show merch. Exactly. Not to be confused with iCarly the TV show within the iCarly TV show. Oh, I was going to say not to be confused also with iCarly the TV show not on ice. Yes. Yes. There are lots of things going on right now. Lots of things. Not going to lie, though. When Spencer was sitting down and I saw the penny tee at first, (laughs) I thought the shirt read pump up the butt. So I was slightly disappointed when he got up and all it said was pump up the fruit. I would pump up your butt. Nice. Thank you. I would chump and dump in your butt. Not in my bingo trap, though. Just the butt. No, never your bingo never trap. Bingo we trap. don't want to get in No, we don't want to get in I don't want to accidentally create a little bingo <laughs> trap. Just pump and dump in the, in, the, in the dump truck. Carly says that his video is absolutely horrible and that no girl is going to want to send him an email when they, she, <laughs> when they see that. She only said that because she doesn't know about me and that. <laughs> Instead, they're going to want to vomit. Again, Spencer, don't listen to her. Me and Nat no. are completely interested we're, in everything. Oh, I love it. We're ready. Email is literally being written right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the replies. She tells him to try again later. But first, she wants to know what the fuck he broke when he threw the ball. Spencer tries to deny breaking anything. But then he admits that he broke the fishbowl and killed their goldfish. Bum, bum, bum. Which I thought goldfish were banned in this house. I thought we had a whole mm-hmm. episode arc detailing mm-hmm. exactly why Spencer was an un fit fish Mm -hmm. father Mm -hmm. and here we are Mm -hmm. he's killing fish again killing fish again i'm traumatized yep episode 17 i don't want to fight we already banned him from fish we had this whole conversation and they were like we're gonna bring this ship back and he's gonna kill more fish wow a fish killer take that i wish he'd kill my fish (laughs) me about to call him a fish serial killer again (laughs) i'm just kidding be like the killer's on the loose and you're like kill my fish daddy (laughs) (laughs) As they're walking out, Spencer's like, I think that fish wanted to die. Well, I can tell you mine does, dude. (laughs) And Carly goes, that fish had hopes and dreams. This is so dark. I'm the fish. (laughs) When I first wrote I'm the fish, I meant that in like I had hopes and dreams and wanted to die. But now I mean it in like a... Like my... My My coochie. coochie. My bingo trap. (laughs) My bingo trap has hopes and dreams and she wants to die. (laughs) So come on, Spencer. Try your hand and thrust on my inside. (laughs) Oh my god. I, I need to build a new penitentiary, I think. I, I think there needs to be a new one for whatever is happening right now. 
But okay, I noticed something that I don't like about Miranda Cosgrove's acting, and I'm so sorry, Miranda. I love you to bits. I love you to bits and pieces, but, but when Carly groans after she finds out that he literally just killed their fish, she's kind of like smiling. And it's like, it's not Carly smiling. It's Carly groaning and Miranda the actress smiling a little bit because she knows she's in a comedy and it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. But this is like the opposite of playing it straight. And I know that this is super common on multicam shows, but it really takes you out of the moment. And I think it's why I enjoy Jeanette McCurdy and Noah Monk's performances so much because they're always playing it straight. Like they're always in the moment and making you believe it. And it makes it funnier. It makes it more serious and it makes you like believe it more. And I feel like that's why I'm not invested in Carly's character because I can see Miranda smiling when she's supposed to be serious a lot of the time. Yeah, like she's not as committed to the bit kind of where like yeah. Jeanette and Noah and even Jerry, like they commit to it and you believe honestly even fucking uh freddie nathan kress even nathan kress yeah when he thought he killed that chick that was good that was good. i was in tears that was good that was really i good. was about to cry <laughs> but no they definitely they commit to him when they put their whole pussy into their act <laughs> their whole fish their whole stinky swampy fish the whole bingo trap is in their acting and miranda there's some times where she breaks it she's chomping and dumping she only is. there's no bingo trap she lost her bingo trap she lost the bingo trap and she is pumping and chomping and and doing all the things that you should not do in a bingo trap come on bingo trap rules 101 yeah. come on she gotta go back to school for bingo traps dude she gotta go to bingo penitentiary <laughs> Oh, that's the new penitentiary. Bingo penitentiary. There's three of them now. Oh, everybody keep up, keep up. Plus the psych ward. <laughs> well, Miss Miranda, she is at the school to learn about some bingos. Yep. And at this school, Gibster, he tells Carly that he has made reservations for them at the Cheesecake Factory for Warehouse. tonight. No, unless <laughs> she wants to back out. Carly again reassures him that she does want to go. We're going to have a great time. Just you and me alone at the table. Just you and me and all of the people that at Cheesecake, cheesecake Warehouse. For three hours. Oh. Again, it's one fucking date, bitch. It's one It doesn't even date. have to be a date. It's just it's friends just going, going out. to dinner. Like, it's just going out. Like, you're friends with him. He's on your he's fucking on, he's on web show for Netflix free. said friend Gibby. Friend Gibby. Where is the friend? Friend, friend Gibby. Gibby. Speaking of, are you, are, are, I hope everyone has a lovely friend Gibby this coming <laughs> Thursday. It's my favorite holiday. Instead of friends giving, it's friends giving. Friends gibby. Yes. <laughs> the best part is I said instead of friends giving, and I <laughs> I made the joke before I wanted to make the joke. Like <laughs> I meant to say instead of friends giving, it's friends giving. <laughs> you know, in this house, maybe we did lose our bingo traps, honestly, a little bit. They might be at least like halfway lost. Yeah. Maybe we do need to be in a bino, bingo hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but Carly, come on, fuck you. Like, I've gone on dates with way worse people than Gibby. Like, so you better shut the fuck up. Yeah, Dash said every person I've ever been on a date on with. <laughs> but I don't think you can voluntarily hang out with Freddie and then say this about <laughs> Gibby. Are you kidding me? She was begging Freddie to hang out with her like two episodes ago when he was mad at her. Like, Gibby v. Freddie. Freddie. Gibby v. Freddie is the new Freddie v. Jason. Like, come like, on. Really? 
Really? Really? You're going to pick Freddy? Really? Really? He wears platform shoes. Gibby takes his shirt off and, and shows people a good time. How are you going to compare the two? It's fat phobia. It's fat It's phobia. ginger phobia. It and it's Gibby phobia. It is honestly. Gibby phobia right here. I don't like it. We have a front row seat to Gibby phobia and I hate it. Freddy's thirsting after your fucking bingo trap all the fucking time and it makes you uncomfortable. All the time. Yeah. Gibby just wants to eat some fucking fucking cheesecake. cheesecake with you. That's it. He just wants to vibe. He is respecting your boundaries, Carly. He has asked you multiple times to consent to going on this date with him and yet every single time you are shitting, crying, throwing up about it. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. Like, this is why every time Carly gets a point with me, she loses it. Well, she, like, Gibby is a consent king. Asked so many times. Are you are sure you, you, sure you want to do, do this? this? If you want to back out, you can. Freddie is like, you're my girl. Why Why is Let Neville... Let me put my dumpy trumps in your bingo trap. Like, why Why is Neville kissing my girl? They don't... But, and, and every single time, Carly's like, mm, First of all, not your girl. Mm-mm. Second of all, you wear platform shoes. Third of all, I'm still going to be your friend and hang out with you all the time and then judge Gibby, who's done nothing wrong to me, yeah. over nope, you when nope, I should actually nope, be judging canceled, you. Nope, canceled. Canceled. Cancel Carly Shay. Well, Ruben says some literal nonsense to Carly. Oh, hey, how about a pop for the old boomerang? And Carly just looks at Gibby and throws her hands up like, what? And Gibby's <laughs> like, he wants to know if you want a double date. You and me, him and Sam. Carly immediately says that Sam would love that. And the boys are so excited. Bold of Miss Carly Shay to make Sam do this, knowing that Sam is capable of capital murder. She's literally too selfish to care, A, about Sam's feelings about it, B, about whether or not my boy Ruben is going to get murdered by Sam, and C, about anyone but herself. (sighs) She doesn't care if Beaver Boy is collateral. (laughs) She just doesn't want to be alone with Gibby. Which is Gibby-phobia. Yes. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Carly walks over to Fred, who is just standing there holding 400 love notes from Shannon. He begs Carly to tell her what he has to do to stop her from being so in love with him. Carly convinces Fred that he should invite her to come on the double date and make it a triple date so that they can trick Shannon into liking Gibby instead of Fred. Fred is drowning in the WAP, apparently. <laughs> he is tired of it, and he's got to fight the ladies off with his platform shoes. <laughs> okay, he is so fucking annoyed by Shannon's unwanted love. Like, yeah, buddy, this is how Carly feels about you? all the time because of you. <laughs> oh, you like the taste of your own medicine? Hello? Like, he's like, oh, my God, I can't fucking deal with all this affection. You 12 times this episode, Carly, I'm in love with you. Her, uh, uh not happening. Sorry. I also want to know why, okay, I might have answered my own question in my head. Um, I want to know why Freddie, every single time he's hanging out with girls, he's getting girls, like, throwing their love on him. You like, mean their wop? Their bingo trap. Their slurpy derpy wop. Their He's like, get the fuck away from me. Gay? A little a little a little gay if you ask me, you know. Homosexual. A little bag behavior if you ask me. Cancel us. This also reminded me of the I Hate Sam's boyfriend episode where Fred is so confused as to why my ex Kevin loves <laughs> Sam and not Carly. Because 
I am so confused as to why Shannon loves Fred and not Gibby. Yes. Because (laughs) one man is oozing in confidence. And swag. And loves himself. And consent. And is a gentleman. Yes. But still knows how to have a good time. Absolutely. And the other one... Uh, is in love with the most boring girl I've ever laid eyes upon and wears platform shoes. And might be gay. We have not confirmed it. He's a homosexual. He also has an overbearing mom. Weird. Should be your mother-in-law, and that would be literally horrific. Dudes who are too close to their mothers, God help me. Terrifying. Stay away from men who are too close to their moms. It is a red flag. Also, in what damn world is some girl gonna be obsessed with this homosexual? That Writing 400 fucking love notes? Um, mm-mm. What could they possibly contain dear freddy i love the way you wear your platform <laughs> shoes i love the way you count down from five to two and then leave the one i love the way you let sam literally degrade you in every public space ever i love the way you can't defend yourself against a woman who's younger than you and taller than you damn what do i gotta do to get 400 love notes do i have to start pretending to be cool on this podcast you wear platform shoes i already wear platform shoes bitch i love <laughs> Dot com. Censored because they don't pay us. <laughs> I just wanted to finish by saying, yeah, I've never felt a love like this, and it makes me sad. Um, Sam joins the gang and overhears that there's going to be a triple date. With who? Well, Freddie explains. It's going to be Carly, Gibby, mm-hmm. me and Shannon. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you and Ruben. Uh- Sam looks Freddie dead in the eye and goes, you named my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> just kidding. But she literally delivers the line, you set me up on a date with Ruben? In the exact same way that Casey deliver that line. That is true. Good observation. Thank you, thank you. Sam goes absolutely feral <laughs> just as Miss Bella Swan did. <laughs> Phenomatic pillows. <laughs> and tries to strangle Fred with her bare hands. But Carly rips her off of him and says that it was her fault and not Freddy's. <laughs> Sam says there is no way in fucking hell she is going on that damn date with Ruben. Mm-mm. But Carly says she will go on that date because when Sam's mom got the chicken pox, she helped her rub calamine lotion all over Mama Puckett's body. Mm-mm. And those chicken pox Mm-mm. were everywhere. Mm-mm. Sam just goes, you're a good friend. You guys, get your vaccines. Let's eradicate these viruses <laughs> that are holding our species hostage. Polio, boom, eradicated because of vaccines. Measles, boom, eradicated because of vaccines. Chicken pox, boom, almost eradicated. Because we all thought about putting calamine lotion on Mama Puckett's body. (laughs) (laughs) COVID, boom, get your fucking shot. Get it. Get it, bitch. This is a serious advertisement. Uh, Back to iCarly really quickly. More shit about Sam's mom's body. Mm -mm. Like, when will this woman be left alone? As someone who has drawn many parallels between me and this woman that we never see on camera, I feel violated and offended by everything said about her body because she is me and I am her and we are one. It is just rude. Every single goddamn thing is a negative thing about her and her body. And I'm a little tired of it. I'm tired of it, too. She can't even have chicken pox in peace. Yeah, I'm beautiful. Let me have chicken pox in peace. Also, you know, before we move on, I almost died of chicken pox. Everybody go get your fucking vaccine. Go get your fucking vaccine. You heard it here first. Get your COVID vaccine. Get the COVID We're vaccine. political on this <laughs> podcast. As I was saying, uh, the way Carly says, yep, mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere, because you're everywhere, everywhere to, to me. me. And, and when, when I, I rub your mom, I'm in her pussy. <laughs> 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 
Um, it, 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 make, it makes it seem like she rubbed calamine yep. lotion in Mama Puckett's uh, bingo trap. Yeah. Which... Yeah. Which is wrong no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because Miss Carly Shay is not related to her. Even if she was related to her, I think it's still a little bit weird. No. But, you know, whatever. But they are children, you know? And this is alluding to the fact that this happened a little while ago. Yep. Uh, when right now they are yep. only about 14. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when did this happen? They were like uh, 10, 11, maybe, you know, whatever. Oh, even worse. Um, either way, even if they were, it still happened. Even if it happened yesterday, uh, it's still fucking illegal. Mm-hmm. And CPS needs to be called, I think. What is Chicago Public Schools going to do about it? uh, They're going to call somebody either at Bimbo Penitentiary (laughs) and get fucking Sam Puckett's mom to go there. But no, I had had flashbacks to when fucking Spencer came out with that baby chick and was like, it was a good thing I I caught it before I... uh, And we were like, what? His ass, his balls, his dick... Because all I could think of was, like, Carly's little hands oh, were, like, stop. either on the no. titties, ah! in the coochie, on her booty, between the labia, the labia. the cheeks. <laughs> but um, I was disturbed, to say the least. To say the but least. also, sure. on the other side, let's just think about it. <laughs> no. Picture being a grown woman. I don't know. I'm going to stop you right there. And your, <laughs> your daughter no, 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 and no, her no. random little friend no, are no, just no, rubbing no. lotion on you. No. No, no, no. It's like, first of all, she had chicken pox. She didn't lose function of every single limb in her body and was rendered, like, useless. And if she was, should we, would she not be, like, in the hospital or something? No, like, the worst she could do is not reach her, her own back. <laughs> That's the worst that could have happened. So, at worst, it was like, hey, help me put this on my mom's back. But even again, why would she need help with that? It should have just been Sam in that case. It should have just been Sam. Actually, it should have just been her husband, but she's so unwantable that her husband doesn't exist and ran away, much like my future looks to be will happen, the uh, crystal ball predicts. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh, we're back in the shade apartment, and Spencer's working on yet another attempt another at a video one. for his fucking dating profile. He wanted to keep this one simple and real, per Carly's request. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, this one is just Spencer <laughs> in silence, mm-hmm. um, eating cereal on the couch for mm-hmm. how, how long? How long? How long? I believe nine minutes straight. Yeah, uh, Natalie. Just about. Yeah. And. Yep. I honestly, I know that David Lynch is jealous. <laughs> he's mad. He's upset. <laughs> and he wants what Spencer has posted. He wants The it. girls are so unnecessarily critical of his pure artistic prowess. They're haters. So Spencer decides to take a shower because he has his best ideas when he's wet. Oh, I'm so sorry. He, he actually said when his dick is wet. That's what he said. <laughs> On Nickelodeon. Yeah, don't paraphrase here. We have to do direct, direct quotes. quotes. Um, best ideas when he's wet. Yep. In in front of, if not directed to, two 14-year-old girls, one of which is his sister. Um, hello, 911. Yeah. I would like to report a pedophile. Yeah, so he was invited to Paris, then yeah. we uninvited him, then we reinvited him, but um, I think now we're we're officially on the stance that he I needs think... to be, wee-oo, 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 lock wee-oo, him up, lock him up. Wee-oo. Yeah, uh, 
this was just you know they they're having they're having Ruben say bingo trap and pump and the chump and ever, and then and then Spencer is straight up being like I get my best ideas when I'm soaking fucking. He's wet. like when my dick is rock hard when and my pre cum is, is squirting hard. out of my urethra. That's when my brain is firing the fastest. And I'm like, whoa, wee buddy, this is Nickelodeon. Like, hey, hey, little sis and her friend. <laughs> have um, you thought about male genitalia? Because I'm going to talk about it. Have you known that when my dick is hard and I am soaking fucking wet, <laughs> dripping cum, is when I get my best ideas. Did you Did you know that? Because if you don't, now you do. Every single one of the sculptures <laughs> in this house come all over it you think i use glue hot glue hell no e6000 nah baby that's jizz Mwah! it was in my hair and now it's in the sculptures <laughs> i just do a little <laughs> oh my god please bimbo penitentiary is calling i mean aside from all of the questionable pedophilia <laughs> i would just like to say that I'd get him wet. Mm, yeah. I, I'd also get you wet. I could be a 12-year-old girl for you. <laughs> but this is where I did want to bring oh up that. Have my you noticed? Yeah. I'm changing the subject. I don't want to. You can't take me back to Bitter Penitentiary. I just got released <laughs> five minutes ago. You're going back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but have you noticed that in the dating app videos, his hair looks normal. It has the swoosh to it. It's not stiff from jizz. It's like normal looking. And it doesn't look like fucking Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday. Huh. My personal theory is. Here we go. QAnon. <laughs> more Ionon. More Ionon. I think that maybe originally the plot of him doing a dating app thing was like a main plot for the whole episode mm-hmm. like them helping him with a dating app so they recorded that first and then they thought for whatever reason they wanted to do some different episode so they recorded that episode but then they wanted to keep the subplot of it because it was funny mm-hmm. and so they kept the pre-recorded bits because they were already filmed and then they reshot the overarching plot of it and that's why that was all shot postseason with the wig that's all I can think to justify why yeah. the videos are clearly his real hair, but then the reshoots are his entire B-plot with the Jamie Lee Curtis wig. Yeah, something is definitely going on there. But, I mean, your theory makes sense. Makes sense. I cannot confirm or deny, but, I mean, I like it. I, I like neither it. can confirm nor deny. That was just the one thought rattling around in my brain. When Spencer says the name of the dating website, Sam's like, oh, yeah, uh, my mom got banned from there. Like you from Tinder. You didn't have to say it, but I do love that you know me so well. I do. Um, <laughs> I want to know, what did Sam's mom do to get banned from this website? Look, me and Sam's mom, we are wild women. <laughs> and looking for love is hard. And mm-hmm. expecting to abide by the community guidelines of a dating app <laughs> is even harder. So, yeah, we're going to get banned. Too sexy and too wild for the app. The girlies are trying to come up with a plan for the triple date tonight to get Shannon to like Gibby. Sam says that Gibby just needs to act like Freddie. But Carly disagrees and is like, Gibby just needs to be himself. Sam's like, look where that's gotten him in life. And Carly hesitates for a second then goes, you're so right. More Gibby-phobia right in front of our eyes. I am going to fight these girls in honor of Gibby. That was fucked up. You say that about Fred, but not about our lord and savior, Gibby. They've never even said that about Fred. Like, Sam bullies Fred, but then Carly will be like, Nah, 
safe, cool. Don't say that about my my bestie. Yeah, like they're just double teaming Gibby, not in the fun way. I don't like it. I don't like it. Not one bit. The only double teaming of Gibby I want to see is in Paris. (laughs) I don't want to see this bullying. He deserves better than this. No, a monk come to Paris. Jerry is out and you are in, baby. <laughs> you as an adult, not yes. as Gibby. Not as Gibby. We're not pedophiles. Yes, Cersei maybe, but me, no. Listen. No. We're at the Cheesecake Factory, and the triple date is going down. It's going down for a Everyone has salad bowls bigger than their heads in front of them. All you of them said are- that like a song. Everyone has salad bowls <laughs> bigger than their heads. X Natalie, X Rice, <laughs> X Music, X. <laughs> Leon Thomas the third, who? <laughs> <laughs> it's Natty R. Natalie R. Collins the first. <laughs> Natty R. Light Collins the first. Natty R. Light Collins. In front of all of them are these big ass salad bowls. All of them are completely untouched though, except for Sam, who has devoured hers. I have so much in common with these salad bowls. I feel so untouched right now need you so much right now (laughs) after carly comments on the large sizes of the salad bowls sam's like i'm already out of salad and it's like haha so funny (laughs) sam's one personality is being hungry and always eating and her salad's gone while everyone Mm -hmm. else can't even make a dent in theirs oh my god this is hilarious and ruben just goes wow you could make a dog bark faster than a fish could climb a tree and i think that's beautiful i understood this one though like this one made sense to you me you could make a dog like bark. you could make a dog bark faster than a fish could climb a tree like a fish cannot climb a tree so she's making a dog bark but that's sort of like saying fast as you fuck. could make a human breathe faster than you could make um, a dog develop three eyes in an instant. Like, yeah, of course you could do that. And you could. Obviously, Sam is doing so it's, this. It's really not a comment. It's just nothing. No, but it made sense, though. At least this one, I was like, okay, you know, the words together, it's like a little, you know. It's a poem. It's lyrical. Yeah, it's very lyrical. I'm with you there, Ruben. Much like the way that they had bulls bigger <laughs> than their heads. Gibby just goes, true that, and the two fist bump, and Sam looks at them and goes, true what? <laughs> and, like, just the sheer anger in Jeanette McCurdy's voice is priceless. It's priceless, and it just sells that that frustration mm-hmm. that Sam is feeling towards Ruben. All of the kids, though, are absolutely shocked that sam finished her big salad bowl but like it's salad i like only some of their salads really even had any substance in them like reuben's salad i don't know if you noticed but it's literally just corn like the first third of the salad is just corn and then there's like some ham in there and everybody else's salad is just like lettuce first of all i don't know why you are speaking of the corn which with such disdain i'm not it's not disdain i'm just saying that that like everybody else had plain salads and then he had like corn like his was the only salad that had actual like ingredients to it no it's not no it's not 
First of all, it was not all corn. It was topped with corn. A topped with like a third of corn. It was also topped with pico de gallo and black beans because it was clearly a Southwest salad with kale, I might add, instead of uh, any traditional lettuce. Mm. Gibby had tomatoes, mozzarella, and hand cubes because it was probably a Cobb salad. Okay. Shannon's was romaine-based and then topped with cherry tomatoes and shredded carrots. Yeah, that's just like a garden salad. And then Freddy's was a beet salad with a spring mix featuring arugula and some purple lettuces that I could not identify. And then Carly, I think, has an Asian-inspired salad with some chicken and crispy chow mein noodles on top. And I just really appreciated the fact that they all had different salads. With different leafy components, even. Anyway, most of them, Mm -hmm. the main component was lettuce. Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Is that three-fourths of every single salad, except for Gibby, and more Reuben than Gibby, because what I was trying to point out is that Reuben had, like, uh, half the salad was corn. It was topped with corn. I'm just trying to say that their salads had more substance, so it would... It would make sense that they would have a harder time finishing those. The other ones did not have as much substance to the salad. Therefore, I would not be shocked if they were to finish them. Yeah, yeah. That was the point that I was trying to make. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that the shock was about the fact that she finished it in regards to the hardiness of the salad. I think it's no matter how light a salad is, that size was huge and it takes time to eat regardless of how heavy or light it is, you know? Yes, I just hated that they were like, oh my God, why did she finish it? Like, we all have barely eaten one little piece of lettuce and one little piece of corn, and she ate the entire thing. It's because her personality is food. It's just annoying. It's just a salad. What really bugged me about this is what... 14-year-olds are going to a restaurant, first of all, ordering multiple courses, and then even if you do do multiple courses, you're getting fucking mozzarella sticks or something. You're not... As a 14-year-old, you're not walking up and getting a salad. Yeah. Unless you have an eating disorder. Either way, the joke also... Was, was the size. The size. Because the portion sizes at Cheesecake Factory are so big. That's why all of the food that they order at Cheesecake Warehouse is huge as fuck. And that's also why Short Kings are manufactured <laughs> at Cheesecake Factory. That's why their dicks are huge. Like, the portion, it's just too much to too put much. in your mouth at once. But... Shannon turns to Freddie and goes, So, Freddie, how do you get to know so much about computers? Oh, well, actually, I, uh... (laughs) Actually, uh, Gibby taught me. Gibby! Shannon is intrigued and asks Gibby what kind of computers he has. Gibby looks around really nervously and he goes, Uh, it's... Why? <laughs> this should be the meme for making fun of white people and not that Michael Scott one where he's holding the wine. Yes. It's giving white? <laughs> also, this is one of those moments where, like, Noah Monk was, like, selling the awkward and not smiling. Yes. Like, Noah Monk is just, like, in the moment, like, uh, it's white? And you're like, <laughs> fuck, dude, he knows nothing about computers. I'm going to shit myself. I'm so worried about him. Well, it is time for dessert, and Shannon is not giving up on Fred. She says that Freddy is such a cute name to who. (laughs) Sam blurts, Gibby's middle name is Freddy, and Shannon is like, really? (laughs) Gibby practically is stuttering at this point, trying to say his middle name is kind of like Freddy in a way... 
well, it's Cornelius. <laughs> Gibby Cornelius. The king himself. I love it. Also, the girlies are not even trying to help Gibster out here. They suck at being wing women. This? This is horrible. This is comedy. <laughs> I love cheesecake. <laughs> Gibby invented cheesecake. Like, I'm telling you, dude, you could transplant some of these jokes on SNL and nobody would notice. No one. No, these are good. Fred changes the subject and the group banters about how ridiculously large the cheesecake is. And Reuben goes... I know. Might as well tie a knot around two kangaroos. You know what I'm saying? And Sam's like, no. No, Reuben. I don't know what you're saying. Pretty much nobody ever knows what you're saying. Know what I'm saying? And Carly's like, dude, dude, be cool, be cool. And Reuben's like, yeah, Sam. You don't need bubble wrap to know what it's chowder time. But the final nail has been hammered in the coffin. Sam stands up out of her seat. Yes! That is so true. And you know what else is true? I'm sitting here eating cheesecake with an Australian Eskimo who's got ointment all over his bumbleberry. Ruben starts instantly crying. Sobbing, crying, shitting, throwing up. (laughs) I can't believe you just said that to me! And runs away. And Carly's like, what did you say? And Sam goes, I don't know, but I'm glad I said it. Pass the whipped cream. <laughs> First of all, I know Eskimo's a slur, but it was in the script. It was a direct quote. But if I were to say the E word, no one would know what I was saying and it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Um. So, yeah, if you don't know uh, the word es- Eskimo, it's a slur. Um, it's don't not say good. it. Don't, don't use don't it. Don't call people that. We all learn a lesson today. Indigenous people's tribes actually have real names that you can use. Yeah. But that's what iCarly said. So get mad at them, not me. Yeah. Cancel Andy. Cancel Andy. Second of all, my boy Ruby did not deserve that. I don't think he deserved to be called that at all. I didn't like that. He cried. That made me really sad. He is me. We are one. Okay, I did feel a little bad that he cried. You and, should. you know, he's just being himself. But I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little tired of Ruben's shit. So I'm kind of with Sam for putting her foot down finally. I am taking offense to that. I want to know what the fuck's up. I want to know what's going on. I, I want to laugh at the joke. He is in his own world. And I want to be in it with him. He was a Gen Z when millennials <laughs> were still 10. Ruben is camp. Yeah. Ru- I mean, Ruben is camp. Let's get it out there. Ruben's camp. Shannon says that cheesecake is her favorite dessert. And then Carly blurts out. Gibby invented cheesecake. But Gibby, he has had enough of this fucking bullshit. And he goes, no, I didn't. And then Carly goes, well, someone had to. Shannon is beyond confused. And Sam. She actually says, I'm confused. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) And Sam says that there is not a damn thing to be confused about. Let's get it straight. All Miss Shannon needs to do is love Gibby, choose him, and and never never let let him go. go. All this made me think about was the fucking Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Pick me. Choose, Choose me. me. Love, Love me. me. No, I do not watch Grey's Anatomy, but everybody fucking says this. I did not know that, that was from Grey's Anatomy until this moment. Yes. I just knew it was a thing. I thought it was from The Notebook or something, but I know exactly. I like, I've heard it. I've seen it. I know it. Yes. It's all I could think about. Pick Gibby. 
choose Gibby. Love Gibby. <laughs> but also, how dare Sam say this when her and Carly don't even like him and don't even want to go to the Cheesecake Factory with him? Why? I don't. I, oh, oh, oh. What is so wrong with Gibby? Nothing. Not a goddamn thing is wrong with that precious little man. I love him. He's my son. I love him. <laughs> Big old Gibster. He explains the whole sitch Brave. to Shannon and how he has a huge crush on her. Mm-hmm. But he knows that she likes Fred. So he's been trying to act like Fred so she would like him. Sam tries to stop him, and Gib is done with the act. But Sam's like, it could still work. It could still work. And Gibby's like, no, I don't want it to work. I'm not like Freddy. No. I don't have a boyish, cute smile. I don't wear platform <laughs> shoes. <laughs> a boyish, cute smile? Who in the hell ever described Freddy's smile like this? The <laughs> casting director who hired him. The only person. That man, Nathan Chris has a boyish cute smile. Let's We gotta hire him. But you know what? He is he's not Freddy, but he's all Gibby. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? Tell him what it means, Gibby! It means I like to dance Woo! with my shirt off! Ow! Gibby rips his shirt off, gets up on the dinner table, and yells, turn up the music, pump up the jams, (laughs) (laughs) and then just starts busting a move. This is the real Gibby. This is what I... Where's Shannon? Shannon is gone. She left. She saw Gibby in all his Gibby might, (laughs) and she left. Too much Gibby. That was... Ice cold. Ice cold. How are you going to be obsessed with Fred, Mm. but draw the line at Gibby? Gibby phobia. The gang tries to cheer him up. Shannon's not so hot anyway. Yeah, you can find a way better girl than her. But Gibby's like, sure, where? (laughs) Out of nowhere, a girl comes up to him and says... Why don't you look right here? She gets up on the table with him, gets all up in his face and goes, I like your moves. She yells, turn the music back up. And the two of them bust a move together while the whole restaurant cheers them on. Mm -hmm. The iCrew silently backs the fuck up out of there because they don't want to be associated with whatever (laughs) is going on on that table. Okay, but this is like the ending to any rom-com. Yeah. It's like I couldn't remember the ending to this episode, but I knew it was going to be like the high school musical, whatever the (laughs) fuck. I like to dance. We're all in this together. Even Gibby, when he's not a part of this franchise. We're all in this together. Um, okay, listen, I... Oh, no. No, I don't... Okay, I don't know if this is too controversial or not, but I'm gonna say it anyway. They casted a girl who is not conventionally attractive. You are not calling this little girl ugly, are you? No, listen, I'm just saying that, like, let's think objectively. Like, in 2008, this girl is not who would be casted as the popular girl. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not who they are casting as somebody who is the main character or mm-hmm. anything that exudes anything like that. Yeah. But they casted her to play the girl who is attracted to Gibby, mm-hmm. which we have already discussed. They have casted him as somebody who is unlovable and just quirky and just the weird guy. And... 
I hated this because it's, it's again, playing on the whole Gibby can't get a conventionally attractive girl like Shannon or Carly because he's, like, a little chubby and he's, like, not normal and, like, not, like... Uh, I don't know. I just and and the same thing with the girl. Like they they picked her on purpose to be the one who comes up to Gibby and the one who accepts Gibby for who he is. Yeah. And I do not like that. I see what you're saying. It's like I don't want to be like, yeah, like uh this chick is fucking ugly cuz like she's not, yes. but it's like it's very obvious that it's not a Carly or a Sam or a Shannon. Yes. We're all in the same wheelhouse of being skinny white kids. Or a Valerie. Or yeah. it's all the same character that they cast for the girl who is in love with the with the lead mm-hmm. or the girl who is the main character or anything like that like it is the same looking girl all the time and this girl does not look like them and that's all that i'm saying i think we have to flush it out okay so also this is literally the second speaking black role that we've had. Yes. And once again, it's a one-off character. Yes. It's sort of like, it's like a bit. It's like, oh, ha ha, look at this girl who's like a little chunky, just like Gibby who likes Gibby. Mm-hmm. Ha 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 ha, that's the joke. Yeah. It's just fucked up. I wish she would have returned. It would have been nice if she would have returned and like been like a real person. Yes. She seemed like a great time. Like, we we say that we love Gibby and we love how fun he is and everything like that. And this girl did not give a fuck about what anybody thought of her or anything. And she loves Gibby for who he is. And that's all we want for Gibby. Like, she came in and matched his energy. And then we literally never see her again. And then all of a sudden, he's literally dating Emily Ratajkowski. Right. Who, ironically, becomes a fucking Victoria's Secret model. Correct. And the whole plot point of that, too, is that he actually can pull girls. But But then what about the goofy girls? (sighs) It's sort of like this thing where it's like you really can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. Oh, like if we do like a hot girl, then it's wrong. But if we do like someone who like is like also like chunky and like a conventionally attractive, like then it's like also wrong. But the thing is, it's because these people don't have their own stories and don't have their own leads. Yeah. No matter how you spin it, it, it's like tokenization or a punchline or whatever. Yes. Well, it's also the way that they're spinning this Mm -hmm. is the whole point of this episode is that Gibby is too weird and too different and whatever else, probably because he's chubby or whatever. And takes his shirt off and likes to dance. And likes to have a good time. Like, he cannot get the girl that Freddie, who is a normal-looking, conventionally attractive white man, can get. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the point. And it would be different if, like, I don't know, this girl came back and, like, had an actual story. And it wasn't just like, look, Gibby, like you be yourself and then someone just as unwantable as you would find you and it'll right. be okay because nobody wants you to anyway. Yeah. But you'll find each other. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, I hated this. Yeah. I hated the whole plot. It didn't make any sense to me because any reasonable woman would pick Gibby over Freddie. Period. Period. And I also hated the very specific casting that they did for the girl that ends up choosing Gibby. I what I really didn't like was that Shannon left and was like I don't want Gibby, he's weird. And then that someone else came in and swooped in and saved the day. I didn't like that because it's like mm-hmm. I think that the bigger issue is that is that they're still basing it on whether or not someone accepts you when it's like if you really want to be yourself, you have to do it because that's who you are, not because it will make people like you. Yeah. Like, if Gibby were to just say, I'm Gibby, Shannon left, well, this is me, and these are my friends who tried to help me. 
even though they kind of hated me for jokes throughout the whole episode. Yes. That would have been more powerful to me than him getting, like, a consolation prize. Oh, I agree. I But agree. also, he ends up fucking dating Emily Ratajkowski, so I don't know what to think. <laughs> anyway, Mrs. Gibby Cornelius is played by Carla Jeffrey, Woo-woo. who had a recurring role in four shows, the first one being American Vandal, where she played... Should not have been canceled. <laughs> she played Sierra Sherrington. Then she was in Shake It Up, where she played Margie. She was also in Curb Your Enthusiasm, where she played Keisha Black. Hey, hey. And she was also in Southland, where she played Janilla. And if you remember, Miss mm-hmm. Shannon was also in Southland, and we have talked about it before, where this happens a lot with uh, single characters on iCarly. But her and Shannon were in two episodes of Southland together. So they actually did have an overlap in episodes that they were in in the other show and also iCarly. Wow. So I remembered what you said and I looked up the casting directors for those two episodes and for this episode of iCarly and there was no overlap. Wow. Yeah. So it's got to be something else. We got to keep digging. Well, this one in particular, I wonder if they recommended each other, if they were friends. Or they have like a same agent or some connection. Something. It's got to be something. Back of the Shea apartment. Spencer's on his computer bragging about the not one, not two, (gasps) not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, but nine Nine. responses he's already gotten from his serial video. Whoa. Carly is pumped for the nine dates he has to have lined up. Pump up the pants. Pump up the date. <laughs> but Spencer's like, N- no, I don't. I do. N- I do not have nine mm-mm, dates. Mm-mm. Actually, um, four of the responses were from women in prison, mm-hmm. and uh, the other three were from women who just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. And the last two are psychologists who think they can help me. <laughs> and oh wait, there's a new match. And Spencer thinks that she's kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. So he clicks on her profile and then Carly goes, that's a dude. And he's like, oh, okay. I just want to know, why do women who have been in prison not deserve love? Mrs. Puckett deserves love. What is the stigma against incarcerated peoples? What if them was mm-hmm. Mrs. Puckett? Could have been. Could have been. In this country, anyone can go to jail. Mm-hmm. One shitty cop, one shitty judge, boom, uh, penitentiary for you. Not bimbo, because bimbo's fun. Real penitentiary. Real penitentiary for you. But also, this was kind of gay. Mm, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spencer is into feminine men. Uh, Spencer is bi, at least curious. It's confirmed. I think more than curious. He's determined. He is like, that man is sexy. He was like, yeah, hot. And Carly was like, that's a dude. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. I had my best ideas when my dick is wet. (laughs) He was like, I know I should like say, oh, because you're here and like being gay is like wrong, you know, on Nickelodeon. But like, I kind of like him. Being gay is a sin. (laughs) Well, guys. Now that we have confirmed that Spencer is bi. Bisexual. We are at the post credit scene. And we actually have a post credit scene this week. Well, it is a little girl named Samantha. My favorite. <laughs> she introduces herself and says that her talent is making really cool animal noises. And then she just makes like a handful of mediocre animal noises and goes... Bye. Thanks for listening. The whole time I was watching this, all I could think about is like, okay, so like one day 
like I'm going to have a kid, a child, a child, and they're going to come up to me with shit like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to have to pretend that it's riveting, even though it's annoying the fuck out of me. And it made, I actually think that it made my womb, like, crisp up. Like, not my vagina, (laughs) my actual womb. Like, biologically, I think that I... ovaries. Yeah, like, I don't think I'm producing eggs anymore because I was so annoyed by what this child did. That makes a great point because I was like, this is horrible. Like, I... This was... I really don't have anything else to say besides it was just like mediocre. Like it was you. You're making animal. You're like meowing. Like okay, cool. like okay, meow meow, moo moo. I can do that too. Like get the fuck out right. of my face. Like what? What makes you think you're so special? You're gonna you you're gonna send a video to iCarly. Yeah. Like come on, girl, get real. You have no chance in Hollywood. Like you know her mom had to approve of that too because like kids are not allowed on the internet by themselves. At least not back in that day. No matter how much Dan Schneider <laughs> wants them to believe. Eve, they are they're not and and back in the day you didn't have like your little flip phone you could fucking upload a video that was a camera that was a full-ass camera she took the video on her camera you know the mom was like oh my god honey this is step one to snl you're doing amazing <laughs> she plugged the camera in to the desktop and then she was like mom may i have permission to mom may I have permission to do some animal impressions. Maybe. Can I send this to Dan Schneider? You know, I know him pedophile. Oh, yeah. He wants a few videos of some of some cool talents. And I, I really think I'm going to make it big with this one. And that's what we get here. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, the overwhelming thought I had was like, fuck, I can't deal with this every fucking day of my life. I also want to talk to the people who are in these post credit scenes. Yeah. I want to try to find them and be like, oh, do you have the ick? from yourself from watching this back like this is really bad i would be embarrassed this is so embarrassing for you that's it that brings us to the pod babe of the week take it away cersei this week's pod babe of the week is fucking brenna miller i don't have any socials for her because i think i only have her finsta and i don't want to out her finsta on a fucking podcast but brenna you know who the fuck you are if you have um any any public socials you want us to promo fucking hit the i be watching carly dms on twitter i'll fucking do it next week don't worry about it um but this miss thing sent in a fucking audio of the time she met miranda cosgrove for our season one recap episode which is going to be coming out in four weeks hell yeah super funny loved it thank you so much brenna um and if y'all want to send anything in any questions mm-hmm. any interactions with the cast that you may have had mm-hmm. get our take on something just feel free to comment dm or reply to us on facebook instagram or twitter at rewatch carly on everything so you can get in on the magic for the recap episode which is going to be liddy mctitty hell yeah in two weeks we're going to be rewatching. i have a lovesick teacher and we hope that you rewatch it with us Thanks for listening. Bye. Don't forget to head to iRewatchHiCarly.com to check out cool behind the scenes, like what we're drinking, how much we're drinking, our notes, and cool behind the scenes footage. Also, follow us on social media at iRewatchHiCarly on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Cersei. You can find me on Twitter at Tequila Thought, on Instagram at Cersei.mp3, and on TikTok at Fuckass, F-U-K-K-A-Z-Z. And I'm Natalie. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Natalie R. Collins, and on TikTok at The Real Catalie, spelled C-A-T-A-L-I-E.
Disclaimer, all views discussed in this podcast are opinions for the purpose of comedy, which includes but is not limited to satire, parody, and critique, and are not meant to represent fact of any of the individuals or involved parties discussed.